0: tell you that this podcast is gold. If you are struggling in any season of relationships, single, dating, engaged, married, this is for you. I couldn't stop asking Ben questions. And because I couldn't stop asking Ben questions, we went a little longer than we normally do. So we're going to break this into two parts. And so let's just call it a Valentine's Day two-part special with Ben Stewart. Y'all, this book is insane. I mean, he wrote this book years ago. It's not even like promoting the book. This is just like it's so good. I want all of you to read it. Um, but if you haven't read it yet, or even if you have, there is so much here that I know you're going to learn from and be encouraged by. So give it a listen. Okay. What's up, fam? <laughs> ben, i was so excited that you are on the podcast. This has really been a long time coming because I've okay. had a million questions to ask you, even though I feel like you've already answered all my questions because of this book. <laughs> So I'm super, honestly, so thankful for this book. I've told you that so many times. You know, we gave this book away to like 2,000 people because we just love the words in that book. Um, But just backstory for people who don't know. I know you've heard this a few times. But for people who don't know, you know, you used to lead Breakaway Ministries, in Mm -hmm. Texas. Let's go. Our next door neighbor. Let's go. And (laughs) I used to listen to your uh, podcast. I had the Breakaway app and uh, Christian also did before we met. So anyways, we meet, Christian and I start DMing all this stuff, and Christian sends me this DM and he says, Sadie, you know, I think I'm gonna need your number because for some reason the link I wanna send you to the sermon I want you to watch won't go through Instagram DMs, which was so sly. So I'm like, <laughs> weird, and I'm kinda happy about it. So I send him my my number through the DMs, and the very first thing Christian sent me, if you scroll all the way up to the very top of our text, is your message message single dating engaged married um so this message before even really we read the book we listened to your sermons on it and then you know the book also impacted our life so much so i know that's not the only thing you've done you're also a pastor at passion (laughs) city dc let's go yeah Um, so many fun things and you and donna are just great people so super excited to have you on the podcast
1: well, thank you, Sadie. It's awesome to be here with you. It's been so fun to watch you and Christian do all that you're doing for the sake of young people in the name of Jesus. So inspiring. And, you know, when I wrote the book and the talks, it was really just trying to do my best to help a young generation navigate That's relationships awesome. well. And so, to know that we got to play a part in y'all success story i'm like oh that's great that was the hope you know it's like man yeah. it's, if i can help bring some clarity into a confusing world that's a win for me so i oh, love it
0: and it was so cool too because i really knew that christian was using that book as a guide like funny enough because i was reading it too <laughs> and he was reading it i was noticing like you're doing exactly what we're reading but i didn't mind it uh, i was like that's <laughs> good. if you're gonna do anything like you're reading something or watching something, I would hope it would be this book. And so, you know, we need that, we need a guide. I think especially nowadays, we have a lot of different guides. We have like The Bachelor and all these different shows that are giving us this idea of relationship that's not rooted in a biblical principle and you gave us that. Um, and you're super real, like you're super relatable. And I think that's probably cause you spend a lot of time with college students, yeah. you know, college students, you kind of go back to when you were that age. It's not like you're just saying all this stuff. It's so relatable to where we're at. Um, yeah. and you and Donna set a great example. She's awesome. By the way, at passion after <laughs> passion at like two in the morning, me and her were like drinking a milkshake, having the best conversation. <laughs>
1: I love it. Well, uh, and me and your man, were doing an interview with Shelly. That was really fun too. It was good yes, to hang with Yes, you were.
0: I know. So excited. Well, let's get to the question that I ask everybody before we get to the book. Um, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given?
1: Man. Um,
0: I know big, just drop it.
1: <laughs> I would say, uh, existence. Overoccupation, and here's what I mean mm. by that. Right when I graduated college, I had this crisis of like, what am I supposed to do? And I got this job that I'm like, am I doing the right thing? And am I what? Yeah. And I had a mentor tell me, he's like, Ben, you need to figure out why you exist before you wow. figure out what you're gonna do. And then he dropped on me. He's like, Ben, I exist to walk with God. And he was grabbing mm-hmm. that from Colossians, all things exist by him and for him. Mm. He said, so Ben, I exist for God and my work is an overflow of that relationship. And then he was like, so catch this, man. He was like, Ben, I, so I work at this particular ministry or job, and if they like what I do, they'll keep me. If they don't, I'll work somewhere else, but I never lose my reason for existing. It's not wow. tied to my occupation. That's and so that good. was really freeing for me. To go, so I'm a, I'm a man of God. And the more I know him, the better I know me and the better I do yeah. the things I should be doing. So existence wow, over occupation. Great. Yeah. Do you,
0: feel like, do you feel like that's helped you with like even moving to DC from Texas and all the different things you've done, just knowing that like, it's not just about where you're at or what you're doing, but about like who you are?
1: Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's been fun to watch over time. You know, community helps you figure that out. It's kind of a process of elimination. Like I did a lot of things I was bad at, but then I look and I go, hey, when I do this, it helps people. So I should do more of this.
0: That's good. (laughs) I love that.
1: And DC is all young people. It really is. It's all 20s and 30s. And so when Don and I showed up here, we were like, we were built for this.
0: That's and, cool. Uh,
1: it's exciting. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. I'm so excited that y'all have Passion City in DC and that you're leading. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, let's jump into the relationship uh, portion, the single dating engaged Mary, <laughs> because I know everybody's super excited to talk about that. Um, okay. I want to start right at the bat because in your book, you talk about some signs of toxic relationships. And I've had my fair share of toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. And so what is um, what are some of those signs to look for for people out there that it's like, Like, I might already be in one. I'm not really sure. I might be entering in one. What are those signs that we can see this might be leading to a toxic relationship?
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah, there's so many. I I would say maybe the big guiding one for a lot of people is you need to look internally saying, am I looking for a savior or a spouse, you know. am I looking wow. for a companion or am I looking for like a Christ figure that's going to fill every vacancy, heal every wound, fix every wow. problem. You know, If you're looking for someone to fix what's wrong inside of you, no human being can handle the freight of that. Yeah. No relationship yeah. can handle that. So if you hear somebody say something like, well, if I just had a boyfriend, it'd be fine, or I just need a man, if I just need this a girl to do this, you're like, whoa, be careful that you're trying to put a God-sized need into a human being. And that's where you see a lot of them go wrong. You know, and the the Bible speaks to that. You know, the woman at the well Jesus encountered, you know, she had dated or married multiple guys and was living with a guy that wouldn't marry her. And Jesus starts using that kind of metaphor of thirst. He's like, you're going to this well and thirsty again. You need to come to me first That you get a relationship with God right, you can get a relationship with a guy or a girl right. But if you don't have a divine source of love, like God loves me, then you're going to look for that validation and approval from other people. Mm. And when you look for it from other people, you become... Uh, A drain, not a fountain. You become a sucker of life, not a giver of life. And that leads to paranoia. So who were you talking to? What were you doing? Or that leads to anger. You're not giving me enough attention. And at least all that insecurity is a siphoning of energy from somebody else. So if someone's looking for you to meet a God-sized need in their soul, mm, they need to get that relationship with God right. Or they'll never get a relationship with you right.
0: Wow, that is so good. And I can just say from personal experience, that was like... Totally a relationship I was in. I didn't realize it at the time. I just thought like, oh, this is how it is. People said relationships are going to be hard. People said, you know, relationships are going to be tough. There's going to be hard conversations. But I feel like there's a difference in it being hard and it just being wrong. And Mm -hmm. at the time, I didn't really realize that. And so for so long, it was all that paranoia and the questions and all this stuff. And then Eventually, we broke up, and years later, we were able to have a conversation, which always doesn't get to happen, but I'm glad that it did. And One of the things he said to me was, you know, I didn't realize this at the time, but you were God to me, and Mm -hmm. when you left, it felt like God left, and that's when I realized it, and that's why... I never felt like I was enough or doing enough or giving enough because I couldn't be God to him. And so what you're saying is so real. And I just want to say from a personal experience, like that is very true. And so Mm -hmm. if you are in that position that you've been saying, I need this, or if I only had this, that's a very real thing to consider that, Mm -hmm. you know, you're looking for really a savior. Um oh, so that's so good. I'm glad that you that you talked about that. or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great. Or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com slash Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at KiwiCo, K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash SadieRobSummer. Whoa, or just text woe to five hundred five hundred that's audible a u d I b l dot com slash woe or text woe to five hundred five hundred to try audible for free for thirty days. When i was reading this book i mean you can see that i have like it gets like bent and torn but <laughs> literally like besides yeah. so much of it, i'm like wow that was me like all this stuff like yeah. it's so good
1: man um, well i'll tell you I, one of the reasons i wrote it it was birthed out of pain i mean you could wow. ask any of my college buddies my dating relationships were an endless source of comedy for them. It wasn't funny to me. I was like, why are all these so terrible? And I figured until Blair. I get me right, I can't get a we right. I was like, so yes. let let me work on Ben for a bit. And uh, that is good. Wh- when I was a healthier human, then I could interact with Donna in a healthy way. It wasn't perfect, yeah. but some substantial healing came in my relationship with God for sure.
0: That's great. And so again, you're right. Can't get away right. Somebody need that. Um, <laughs> so you talk about obviously all the stages of relationships, which I love because, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, really need the message of singleness or really need the message in dating, but you really cover it all, which I'm so glad. And you don't, you don't cheat any section, like every section is filled. Um But you talk about the purpose of singleness and a quote that you said is sometimes the most loving gift God can give us is singleness, which Mm -hmm. I just, when I read that, I'm like, man, that's so contrary to what people think that that singleness is a gift. And so how do you begin to see singleness as a gift?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, Paul called it that to the Corinthians about his own life. Um, And in that same context, he starts talking about um, how the time is short so I think for me realizing singleness the opportunities of singleness are perishable goods. Mm. That helped me when I was in my 20s. I just realized singleness is going to end. And yeah. so the benefits that come from being single will end, and namely their freedom and time. Like when you get in mm-hmm. a relationship, it's you're going to lose a lot of that freedom. Right. You know, when I when I got married, I was happy to be married, but I watched single friends You know, when the tsunami happened in Thailand, a single buddy jumped on a plane that night, flew over there to serve people. And I was like, I don't have any money. I just got married. I can't just up and travel. (laughs) And I realized, oh, I love being married, but I lost freedom. And when you're single, you just go, man, you have freedom and uh, it will go away. And, yeah. and kids will change it too, it'll go away. So you wanna leverage the opportunities in your stage. And I think what happens with a lot of us is we see the benefits of a different stage and the limitations mm-hmm. of our own, and we're always wow. unhappy. But if you can wow. discipline yourself to go, my stage has particular benefits that are perishable, then you wanna maximize them. I don't wanna waste a mm-hmm. second of this. And I think when we think singleness goes on so forever, good. we'll waste time on our phones and go, no, wait, I can travel the world now. I can go make a difference in my city now. And uh, there's a lot of gifts God's given us in singleness, and I just don't want people to miss it. And, you know, one of the That's ones great. I hit there really big is just the, Paul says it, it's it's for devotion to the Lord. Like, if I got to mm-hmm. get that relationship right first, a mm-hmm. lot of this freedom is so I can get that relationship with God right first. And uh, yeah. I want to get really good at walking alongside Him. And yeah. uh, when I figured that out, singleness was a lot happier for me.
0: Wow. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. I, Christian talks a lot about his singleness, and it's so powerful to hear him say because, like, a lot of the biggest moments of his testimony, like the encounters with Jesus, the times where he was like, Okay, I'm going to stop watching pornography. I'm going to stop, I'm going to get serious about the way that I, you know, think about the Lord and read his word and just immerse myself in in who he is, like all of that happened in his singleness and Mm -hmm. like prepared him two years before we ever met. And so I've always just thought that was such a beautiful picture and such a good example of how to use singleness. And he'll tell you, I did not do everything perfect. And of course he didn't, but he did take that singleness seriously. And that's when his relationship with the Lord got serious. And so I love that, It's such a good point. Mm -hmm. Um, I love this quote, you said, finding someone is easy, but finding the right someone the right way is not. And that's true. People are struggling out there. Like, how do I find, how do I find this guy and so or this girl? So what are things that we can look for? And what are things that we should kind of be on the lookout for, if you will, uh, when it comes yeah. to finding the right person the right way?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And a huge one. You know, one of the things I present first is that whole get a relationship with God right. I picture it like running, like you want to pursue who God is with Mm -hmm. all of your might. And as you do that, you're chasing after him. Uh, There's going to be people that are running past you chasing other things. I'm chasing fame. I'm chasing money. I'm chasing success in this business venture. And you go, hey, that person was cute and funny, but they're running a different direction. If I'm running yep. after how God built me, you're going to look and see some other people running alongside you. So that's the first sifting criteria mm-hmm. for me is you want the same cause. Because if you mm-hmm. marry, bind yourself to someone who's chasing something else, all that tensions on your marriage bond. And I, yeah. I, I mean, when I got into church ministry, Sadie, I talked to so many, a, a lot of women who were divorced that they married a guy because he was cute and funny. And when they mm-hmm. got married, his values were totally different. So his decisions were totally different and it put all the strain on their marriage bond. So you needed to go, are they chasing after the things of God? If they're not, let them run right on by. Uh, And then you look for a godly character and are they being shaped by God's character? Because Mm -hmm. um, you want a Christian that when they showed up for you, you go, Hey, he was pursuing honorable sexuality before he met me. He wasn't just doing it for me. He wasn't just doing it because I was cute and he was trying to get married to me. Uh, Because what happens if something goes wrong and I don't get cute? I have a medical issue (laughs) that suddenly messes me up. Will he still be there for me? You want to know someone that's got their sexuality under control outside of their commitment to you. So you want to look for that character. And then the last piece is chemistry. Do I like hanging out with them? And that's not nothing because most of marriage is hanging out. And uh, obviously there's a million things we need to say underneath all this, but those are like the big pictures. Are we chasing the same cause? Do they have a God-shaped character? And then chemistry, do I like hanging out with them? Do I look forward to talking to them or are they a drain? And I talk to so many people that stay in relationships because they think they're supposed to. And they sort of don't look forward to talking to the person on the phone you're like you don't have to do this to each other like you can go
0: that is (laughs) so so good i love that point because i think people like put chemistry aside because they don't think that's like that's as important and they're like well at least he's a good person or at least they're nice or at least they love the lord And it's like yes but also do yeah. y'all even like each other like do you have fun do you have good conversation because you're right when you get married especially if the world happens to go into a pandemic and you're quarantined together then yeah. you're gonna really hope that you have chemistry I, um yeah
1: i i dated a girl my my only dating relationship i, I feel like i kind of got right in college she had was chasing the lord had gr- amazing character but we would just run out of things to talk about yeah. and we ended up having a great conversation we were just like i don't we don't think we're a fit and we both cried over it we're like that's kind of sad because you were cool your parents would have made good in-laws but we just don't love hanging out and uh donna made me laugh and that's not nothing
0: that is not nothing that's so Mm -hmm. honest that's so good i'm so glad you said that Um, I love how you talked about the importance of someone with integrity. And you talked about the the purity and sexuality with that. And you got very real. And last night as I was rereading it, I was like, man, this is like, when I first read this when we were dating or even whenever we were not even kind of there even yet, we were more so just figuring out if we were going to be in a relationship and reading this book this this part didn't mean anything to me but now it really does and you talked about how like whenever you have a baby and then there's a time (laughs) and let's just get real you said you're not gonna be able to have sex they're like and it's in that moment that you really hope you have a man with integrity and I was like dang like I, when I read that, I probably just skipped through it because I'm like, awkward, <laughs> haha. But then like, that's real, like that's life. And so what yeah. is the importance of making sure that who you're with is a person of integrity?
1: Yeah, well, you're experiencing it right now, Sadie, with just the lack of anxiety for you of you're not gonna yeah. worry about where is yeah. Christian spending his nights. If he's in the other room on a computer, what's happening? Or if he goes on a trip right. without me, um, his character gives you a sense of safety. You know, yeah. that you know I'm going to be fine because that man is strong for me. Yeah. And we need that. You know, the book of Proverbs is so good for evaluation. You know, the Bible doesn't talk about dating because that wasn't the method to find a spouse, but it talks about evaluating people all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you read the book of Proverbs, it says when the when the righteous is a king, the people rejoice. Hmm. Why are people happy? Cuz they know that person's going to do right by us. They're going to do the right thing. And so when you're married to someone that you go, they're not going to be perfect, but they're always looking to do the right thing. Then you Mm -hmm. don't have to worry about, are they going to stab me in the back? Are they going to empty the bank account? Are they going to, like you go, no, they're trying to be right before God. And that benefits me. They want to be righteous in the way they handle money. So they're not going to, put me in a dangerous place financially. They wanna be mm-hmm. right in the way they talk to people. So I don't have to worry about them being violent towards me. Like mm-hmm. their their allegiance to God, if they take that seriously, leads to a whole host of virtues when they deal with you. They will be yep. kind. They will be gentle. They yep. will be strong. And you want all those virtues in your life. You're blessed. Yep. I mean, that's Proverbs 31. When a guy finds a girl like that, it's like he will rise up every morning mm-hmm. and call her blessed. Like her commitment mm-hmm. to God makes her good to me even when I'm at my worst and you Mm -hmm. want a person like that in your home. That's
0: so true. That's so good. And I, I think, you know, do you know like anything about the enneagram? Are you an enneagram person? Oh my gosh,
1: Donna is so into the enneagram, and I have not <laughs> okay, taken good. it, and it makes her crazy. But go ahead, because oh everyone gosh. loves it. Yeah, go for it.
0: Okay, well, I have to just say because as a six on the enneagram, it's like the loyalist, <laughs> and the biggest thing that they struggle with is like trust, and they value security. And I always thought, like you know, in relationships i had been in, like trust was just going to be a hard thing for me because because trust is hard for anyone, right? And it's especially hard, you know, with this personality type and all this stuff. And it was really hard in other relationships to trust, but I will say it is not hard to trust Christian. It's not like, it's not like Mm. something you have to muster up and try to like really hard, just trust him, like don't get jealous. Don't ask him what he's doing on his phone. Don't like, no, I just don't have to do that because I know who Christian is and he has so much integrity. And I know, like you said, he's not perfect but he's always looking to do the right thing. And his relationship with God is more important than his relationship with me. And so ultimately he's, you know, obeying God, not just, you know, trying to not do something wrong for me. And so I will just say to people who are out there who are like, it's so hard to trust. Like if you're dating somebody, like ask yourself, why is it hard to trust? Like, is it hard because maybe it's your own insecurity? Maybe it's hurt from the past. Maybe it's jealousy, stuff like that. Or maybe it's because they haven't shown you the integrity that you really need in a person. So yeah. I just love that point. I thought that was awesome.
1: Yeah. Um And it's not and then, it's not based on your activity. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but yeah, it's not no, based please, on dude. whether you're performing. So you don't have that anxiety yeah. of, oh, does he? If he doesn't think I'm doing this right or that, he might go do X or Y. You go, no, Mm. he's going to handle me right even when I'm not at my best. That's a good feeling.
0: That is the best feeling. So good. I love that. Um, So I already kind of went to the awkward zone, but I'll stay there for a second (laughs) because you can't talk about relationships and not talk about sex. And the thing is, too, it's like you we would be naive as a church to not because of how much culture is talking about it. And I love your comparison to sex like a fire. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought that was such a good analogy. Um, Can you kind of touch on that a little bit and explain that to people? Because there's a lot of people listening to my podcast who grew up in church and a lot of people who don't, you know, so they might not understand why is this a problem, that kind of thing. And so I'd love for you to touch on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I compare sex to a fire in the sense that, you know, I heard a guy ask once, do you start fires in your living room? And that question's so Mm -hmm. crazy. Like, of course I don't. And he was like, So you don't own a fireplace? You're like, oh, okay. (laughs) We naturally think fire is good. Fire's good in a home. It'll bring warmth Mm -hmm. and life if it's boxed in by strong boundaries, brick Mm -hmm. and steel, then it'll bring warmth and life but you get a fire outside of protective boundaries, it will burn down everything you love. And sex is the same way. And as a society in America, we still have some holdovers of Christian sexual boundaries. Namely, it should not cross from adult to child. The broader culture has said that. Yes, sex should have Mm -hmm. boundaries. You go, okay. But we loosened a lot of those boundaries. It used to be socially just acceptable to have sex within marriage now it's socially acceptable to take it outside Mm -hmm. but if you watch the broader culture have we benefited from that i would say no in every statistic you look at for people our loose sexuality has hurt us it's taken something good and taken it outside protective boundaries and outside of that protection we've hurt ourselves and so what sounded like freedom Sexuality without constraint has actually become deeply painful for us. And you see it in, in men, you know, um, Mm -hmm. uh, because primarily they're the consumers of pornography, women do too, statistically one in three women, it's much higher for men. Um, nine out of 10 and, uh, it looks like freedom, but then it becomes addiction and not only Mm -hmm. addiction, all the stats we see now is then it makes not just getting married more difficult, although it's done that, it's made interaction with women more yep. difficult, even at an interpersonal level. So you go, yep. what looked like freedom, this discovery of sexuality on mm. a screen, has stolen from me the value of a relationship and the value yep. of getting to know people. And for wow. women, it's interesting, Donna Freitas did this big study of college campuses, of the hookup culture, of mm. casual sex. And she said the highest praise it got was the word fine. No one said wow. it was awesome. No one said it was great. She said the best they gave it was is fine.
0: Wow. 40
1: plus percent said they felt abused and they felt wow. um, hurt. And these were not Christian people, but they were saying like this belief, I should divorce sexuality from my emotions and take them to the culture and just sort of enjoy it as a physical expression. It's not true. Our sexuality is tied to us. Now we know chemically. Dopamine, it makes us happy. Oxytocin, it promotes bonding. It's Mm -hmm. meant to create the joyful bonding with the emotions of another person. So when you try to divide the physical act from the emotional bonding of a relationship, you're doing violence to your soul. And the statistics are in, we've hurt us. We've hurt men, wow. we've hurt women, we've hurt children. So, out of love for people, I tell them let's put this good fire back yeah. in healthy boundary, you know, it's good, it's good for great. you. Yeah.
0: That's so good. I love that. What you said, what looked like freedom has actually hurt us. That's so real. And that's so good. And also that you, you do say all this stuff out of love and it sounds like love because it's like, I don't want you to get hurt. And yeah. I think that that's heard from people who have read your book and who listened to you. That's why I'm so thankful that you're willing to talk about it because not everybody I would get on a podcast and ask that to, but yeah. I've, I've seen how you, <laughs> (laughs) How you touch on that and it's it's so loving and it's so biblical and it's also so like this is not just for Christians This is just like the world the statistics. It is what it is. And so thank you for touching on that Hello Hi, hi, is this AJ? Yes. Hey, this is Sadie and Christian. This is
2: Christian. Hello.
0: Hi. So, we hear you have a question for us. Yes. My question was how do you stay positive through, you know, all the negative stuff in the world? Great question. question. First of all, you have such a great voice. You're so cute. Um, How do (laughs) we say positive in such a negative world? Honestly, you know, what I've realized in my life is the times that I'm most positive is when I've actually just like weeded out the negative things that I'm putting into my mind. So, Mm -hmm. for instance, you know, used to I'd watch TV shows that I literally couldn't even sit through now. And I would listen to music that was just negative for so many different reasons um and just kind of didn't care as much about what went into my mind and my soul and my spirit and now i take that really seriously so now i've you know fill my mind with the word of god and fill my you know time listening to things with podcasts or friends who are uplifting um Mm -hmm. and it's not being you know an optimist it's just filling your mind with truth. The Bible even says to think about the things that are true, honorable, noble, praiseworthy. That's the things you need to think on. And so when I shifted to that, I think that's whenever it became a lot easier to be positive. What about you, Christian?
2: Yeah, that's so good. Well, I definitely agree with everything you said. You know, for me, I can look at my life, and when there are times in my life where I have um, let more of those worldly things kind of into my mind, I can be... um, whether it's more negative or whether it's more anxious worrying that kind of can take from me being positive. But the thing for me is if I don't read my Bible daily and if I don't fill Mm -hmm. my mind with that and try to fill my spirit with that, then I know that I'll be, um, less positive. A toot. I'll be a toot. Yeah. (laughs) Well, from, from the standpoint of like, I'll be, I'll be less, um, less, uh, like I'll be less patient with you. I'll be yep. more on edge and I'll be less positive. And, and, and those things can take, can take from that. So for me, the biggest thing to help me be more positive is not look at the news, read my Bible. And that sounds super simple, but that's been it's the biggest true. help for me. It's just read the Bible, listen to worship, and then hopefully out of that will come an overflow of yeah. positive
0: that's great. This. Positiveness. Positivity. Positivity. <laughs> well, AJ, thanks so much for calling and asking that question. That's so good. And you sound like a really positive person, but I hope that those little things helped. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Yes. Have a great day. Bye. You Bye. 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 Sweet.
2: That was
0: good. Good job. I love how you are like this 24-7 Like, and then the, we actually start rolling and you're talking back here.
2: I was, I was thinking back here then I was slowly moving towards when I had my thoughts
0: we want to keep doing this so if you just send in your questions to the Woe That's Go podcast Instagram page we're going to go look through them and we would love to give you advice so we'll pick whoever that is DM you and next thing you know we would love to hop on a call uh, and feature you on the podcast so I'm so excited to get this thing going and that was such a great start to this whole question thing uh, and I can't wait to see all the questions people ask us We're going to do a mix too. It's not just going to be serious. Some are going to be fun. It can be about our life. It can be about the baby. It can be about God or whatever you want to know. We would love to hopefully give you some good advice.